Welcome to the Pre-Vet Podcast. I'm Alex Avellino, your tour guide on the journey to becoming a veterinarian. Listen along as we provide you with tips, tricks, and tales on applying to veterinary school. Welcome back to the Pre-Vet Podcast. I'm Alex Avellino. Quick reminder for season three that we are recording this podcast during social distancing, so the audio might sound a little bit different. Today, my guest is a dear friend. Morgan Papworth. Morgan, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. Today we are talking about wellness. And Morgan, I feel like we use the word wellness a lot and it can mean different things to different people. So today I think our goal is to get all types of folks feeling excited about caring for themselves. Would you agree? Yeah. And I think caring for themselves is going to look different for everyone. Right. It doesn't have to be, I think a lot of times when people think about wellness, they think about uh, exercise and nutrition. Um, So I think it's sort of expanding that and and helping people realize that it's so much more than just those two things. And those two things may, you know, not be for you, or maybe you're already doing those things, but maybe you're still not achieving your desired state of wellness. So sort of expanding upon that definition today. Speaking of expanding, go ahead and tell us what your title is. How have you in your career and education wise expanded your understanding of wellness. So who is Morgan? How did Morgan get here today? Yeah, so my background is in health education and behavior. I have a master's from UF, go Gators. Um, So I am the current wellness manager for Gator Care and we provide wellness opportunities for employees at UF and UF Health. Our kind of wellness focus um, is holistic or comprehensive. So we touch on eight different dimensions of wellness and try and provide programming um, or education around each of those eight dimensions. So Morgan is not a veterinarian. She is an expert in wellness. And like she said, employee, specifically employee wellness, because students, you're eventually going to become veterinarians. That's going to be your career. And it's important for you to have a handle on your wellness, know your different options for staying well, being well, evaluating your wellness. So Morgan can come in with a great outsider perspective because sometimes, you know, in our careers, we get so caught up in the job and we forget about ourselves. And I find that a lot with veterinarians, Morgan, a lot of veterinarians focus so much and student vet students on taking care of everybody else but themselves. So hopefully today we can provide everybody with some great tips and tricks for caring for themselves, right? Yes, yeah, they always tell you, you know, when you board an airplane, which probably not many of us are doing that right now, but um, (laughs) you put on your oxygen mask first. So um, if we can start building that habit of putting our own oxygen mask on first now, um, it will serve us really well in the future. Agreed. So Morgan, something I, do with um, veterinarians as I always ask them, what personality of a vet student would fit this career? So today we're gonna be looking at two types of personalities, wouldn't you say? Yes. So we, you know, people, you've heard type A and type B folks a lot, but say we're gonna use our own terms. Uh, We're gonna call them to-do listers and go with the flowers. So students, identify for yourself right now. Are you a to-do lister? or a go with the flow, or Morgan, what are you? Oh, you know. (laughs) Morgan and I are both to-do listers, but we wanted to make sure that we were providing options for both types of people. So as we go through the eight dimensions of wellness today, 
we are going to give you tips for both types. Okay. And, and you should know listeners, both Morgan and I are at our standing desks right now. <laughs> we are recording the podcast, trying to stay well uh, in our own offices. So if you are listening to the podcast, maybe you want to get up and move around as you listen right now, but maybe you're in the car. Okay. So which dimension shall we start with first? Uh, I guess let's hit the low hanging fruit of physical. Okay, so physical wellness, what I think of is exercise, maybe I'm thinking sleep, maybe I'm thinking nutrition. Are we hitting on those things? Yes, yeah. Water, okay. all of those. Water, right. I mentioned that people typically think about when they think about wellness. Yeah, okay, so like you said, low-hanging fruit. So the first yeah. thing first. So what does what's a great tip for either maintaining or increasing our physical wellness for a to-do lister? So I think for our to-do listers, uh, these are probably the folks who are very, or more so goal oriented. Mm -hmm. um, so I think setting goals and then tracking and seeing that progress would probably be meaningful for them. Um, so it could be, you know, figuring out your current average steps throughout yeah. the day. Yes. And then saying, okay, next week I'm going to increase that number by 2000. Yes. So I think for these folks, it's really like, seeing the progress and tracking the progress. So we're going to first observe, we're gonna track, we're gonna notice, right? We're gonna say, wait mm -hmm. a second, I take steps every day. How mm -hmm. many steps am I taking? So maybe, you know, we like to talk about also buying happiness. So this person probably already owns some type of Fitbit or a tracker, but if you don't, maybe you wanna go and get one. This group too, like the planning, the intention is important. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, this might be a group that um, prefers to meal prep at the beginning of the week. Yes. So they have some healthy stuff to eat throughout the week. Yes. Okay. So it sounds like the to-do listers, they kind of already know what they want. And now for them, maybe it's elevating to the next step of making change when they're ready to make change. So let's mm -hmm. talk about the go with the flowers. Okay. How are we helping the folks who are maybe a little more, um, maybe potentially a little less intentional. They go where the wind blows them. Maybe they're not as, um, obviously invested in wellness. So how can they help their physical wellness? So I think the thing that we're going to come back to with this group over and over is sort of um, returning to like, what do I need in this moment? Or, oh. um, you know, and I think that's going to fit a lot of the different dimensions. So I don't think that this group necessarily wants to say, oh, I always work out after class. Like, that's my thing. That's what I do. Yeah. Um, or I always go to the gym. Maybe they are moving after class every every day, but it's not as, like, regimented. Okay. Yeah. And so maybe instead of saying, like, oh, I go to the gym after class every day, it's like, oh, I like to get together with my friends and do something active every day. Yes. Um, and if that doesn't happen, then I usually go for a walk or something. You know, so it's kind of like, what do I want to do in this moment? What do I need in this moment? Wonderful. Okay, so that is physical wellness. So everyone take a quick mental inventory right now. How are you feeling about your physical wellness? How are you feeling about how much you're moving, what you're eating, how much sleep you're getting, whether or not that's working for you, and then you can adjust as needed. Or for our to-do or our go with the flowers, maybe adjust nothing and just feel good in the moment. What's our next area, Morgan? Uh, let's hit emotional next. Ooh, okay, so emotional wellness, what are we talking about there? So we're talking about stress management, building resilience, we're talking about uh, confidence, self-esteem. Ooh! Um, so that's kind of what we see in our emotional wellness. 
Okay, so all good stuff for future veterinarians, especially the confidence piece. So walking into a room, letting that client know that you know what's going on. Even if you don't know yet, you know you're going to go and figure it out. You're going to call on some folks to help you. So what are some things that the to-do lister can do for their emotional wellness? So I think for a to-do lister, I guess my, my recommendations on this one are kind of across the board between both personality types. It's sort of, and I think the stress piece is probably the most relevant for yeah. students as you're being pulled in a million different directions. Um, so I think really starting to hone in on how you manage stress and okay. be proactive about it instead of reactive. Yeah. So not waiting to do things until you're so overwhelmed that you don't know what to do, right? So yeah. I think this is a really good time to start trying on different strategies for size and seeing what fits and what works for you. Yes. So it could be exercises, your stress reliever. It could be journaling. It could be cooking. It could be spending time with friends or disconnecting from technology or reading. Um, so I think trying all of these things and figuring out what works for you and then doing them. So, so perhaps for our to-do lister, they're scheduling in time for that, Yeah. Right? And then back to our other personality, the sort of go with the flow. Um, maybe it's like check-in points throughout the day, sort of more informal or, yeah. um, you know, maybe after your afternoon class, before you transition to your next one, you're kind of taking a deep breath and saying, okay, what, what can I do for myself today? Or what Yes. I love this, this idea that, okay, all of the personality types and all of the dimensions of wellness, they're going to have a lot of um, crossover and overlap. And it kind of just depends on what strategy works best for each person. Mm -hmm. And that's what might be the difference. So mm -hmm. if we know that we are a to-do lister, like you said, building in the time, recognizing that if this person's a little bit more regimented, they need to do this ahead of time versus mm -hmm. the go with the flower who might be more able to say in a moment, you know what, I need to step back and do something for myself. Mm -hmm. And that might be harder for the mm -hmm. to-do lister. So everyone, wherever you're at, do a quick check-in. How are you feeling with your emotional wellness? Are you feeling stressed? What has been stressful today? What has worked in the past when you felt stressed? So today we're gonna to tackle the emotion of stress. We can do this for all of our emotions. Okay, what's our next area? Let's hit social. Yeah, talk to me. It's We're, it's, we're in a weird time to talk about social <laughs> wellness right now. So talk yeah. about that. Yeah, um, so having a network and having um, support is so important always, but probably more so right now. Um, I think a part of this too is, you know, we've been hearing so much about the coronavirus spiking because folks are going out to bars or parties. So uh, I think in this dimension, there's kind of that like, yes, we need to maintain social connections, but yeah. we have to be mindful and safe about how we do that. So for the to-do lister, how do they need to evaluate their social wellness? You know, do you feel like you are supported in the different dimensions of your life? Do you feel like you have people you can turn to, whether that be family members or friends or, you know, fellow students? Um, so I think, you know, it's kind of similar across both personality types for this one too. So, um, you know, kind of taking inventory of do I have a social support system um, and then relying on that support system. Um, and I think, you know, 
this is such a prime time to start developing that support system. These people that you're going through classes with, these are your colleagues now, your peers, like your professional network. Um, so taking the time to invest in that and get to know people and, you know, have those shared experiences, I think is going to be really important. So it's finding ways to do that given our limitations right now. I think a difference too between the two personalities, especially with vet school, is the to-do lister might be again more intentional about keeping up with their social groups versus the go with the flower who will maybe like wait to the moment occur somewhere like, oh, I want to connect with so-and-so or I feel like going out with so-and-so. And in vet school, your social relationships can become a little constrained for the people who aren't in vet school with you. So your family back home, or if you have a long distance relationship, the to-do lister might be a little bit more ready to schedule that time in. And so they might have a little less strain on their long distance family relationships mm -hmm. versus the go with the flower who maybe will forget that they need to do, be doing those check-ins to keep that strong relationship with their family. Now, hopefully their family and significant others or friends who aren't at the vet school know that personality type but it can become so much more, um, so much more aware once they're in vet school because they're so, so busy. Yeah. So I would challenge the to-do lister to make sure you build in the time to connect with your family members and the go with the flower to kind of let your family, friends back home know, hey, I'm going into vet school. You might not hear from me as much as you once did because I'm going to be really busy. Please, can you connect to me? because right. I'm going to be so busy because I, I just might forget. So that's something that they should keep in mind. Yeah, for sure. And I could see the to-do listers too, you know, being so um, goal oriented and sort of zero yeah. on school that um, they may forget to build in the social wellness piece. True. Right? Be so focused on grades and studying and exams that the social piece kind of falls off a little bit or doesn't feel like a priority. So for those, yes. encourage them that this is so important and should be you know up there with the studying and the exams in the school like this is a huge component okay wonderful so everyone take a quick second do a little social wellness inventory who have you connected with who do you feel good connecting with and who do you maybe not feel so good connecting with and you keep maybe reevaluate those relationships too it's a good time let's hit spiritual wellness Spiritual wellness. What does, I feel like this might be one where folks have maybe a preconceived idea uh -huh. of what it looks like. How would you define it for employees? So this, I think, can be misconstrued as something tied to religion or spiritual practice, but it's so much more than that. And so for spiritual wellness, I like to come back to sort of purpose. Like what is my purpose? What are my beliefs and guiding values and how can I connect with those on a more regular basis? Yeah. So a to-do lister, what would we, what is our tip for them to keep their spiritual wellness going up, keeping them their cup full during vet school? So I think for them probably specifically they would enjoy an activity like this, but I think it would be beneficial for everybody is uh -huh. to really check in. So what is my purpose? You yeah. know, most people probably went into vet school because they really care about animals. Yeah. Right? So right. I, 
probably too in the early, and I don't know how your curriculum goes, but I imagine that it could be a lot of studying and not so much like playing with puppies, you know? Um, so how can you connect with that sort of animal, enjoying animals, this is what I'm here for, like on a more regular basis when you get sort of entrenched in the textbooks and reading yeah. and studying and all of that. Okay. So everybody should think about what is, what is my purpose? Mm -hmm. What are my values? What's important to me? And how can I connect with that on a regular basis? Okay. So I hear you, I hear the words purpose and values. So again, taking an inventory. So the to-do lister maybe has already thought about this. The mm -hmm. go with the flower maybe hasn't taken time to think about this per se. They might know it, but they haven't taken a second to evaluate. So everyone just take a second, think about, okay, what is my purpose? What are my values? What can I do to make sure that I still feel purpose and valuable? In the big picture scheme of things, sometimes just naming stuff or identifying things can be helpful. So if we're out in nature or going for a walk, um, taking a moment to be like, oh, I'm going to work on my spiritual wellness. Like this means something to me. Look at the world around me. Like I'm a small part in this huge ecosystem, right? So kind of saying like, this is my spiritual wellness for today. Like I'm going to, I'm going to be here for just a moment. Yeah. So I think as they go about their day, sort of finding those little key points to say like, man, the weather is really nice today. I'm grateful for this. So everyone do a little spiritual inventory. Do you know what your purpose is? Do you feel like you have a purpose? Do you know what your values are? I do want to add before we move from spiritual, yeah. you know, part of spiritual could be your religion or reconnecting to a higher power. So if that is something that's important to you that you value, that gives you purpose, definitely do keep that, you know, at the forefront. So talked a little bit about spending time in nature. So I think we can kick it over to environmental wellness next. Environmental wellness, what does that mean? So this is really um, kind of connecting with the world around you. So it could be being more environmentally conscious or environmentally friendly or making choices that help the, the environment. But I think it's also to sort of kind of tying in with that spiritual wellness piece of um, your community, like feeling a connectedness to your community or the society that supports you or the vet school as a whole, um, the University of Florida, you know, so that kind of what is your environment? Um, how do you fit in and how do you feel supported and how do you then go and support it? Yeah, so bit something bigger than ourselves, mm -hmm. right? Um, okay, so my thoughts would be, okay, so maybe the to-do lister schedules time to go and volunteer at different organizations and maybe the go with the flower is cognizant a little more cognizant of just moving through their day and just making those helpful choices whether it's to recycle to you know not that the to-do lister doesn't recycle but just that they're gonna go with the flow in their environment versus the to-do lister who maybe has intentional things they're gonna do for mm -hmm. the and then I think too, coming back to that naming um, or that sort of recognizing, stopping and pausing. So when you make connections or you're on a Zoom study group with other students, like, ah, this is cool. Like, these are my people. Like, this is my, my environment now. Yeah. Like, be about that, you know? Do we feel like environment is also like, I feel like decor of your, of oh, yeah. your yeah. yeah. So 
Sure. Feeling good in your environment. So taking that inventory. So the to-do lister, uh, if they're like, you know, my space isn't functional, maybe they want to get up right now and move some furniture around. Mm -hmm. Maybe to go with the flower hasn't taken that step back to look at their environment. They're like, actually, you know what? I could really go for um, a diffuser in my space. Mm -hmm. I could go for moving my laundry basket closer to the laundry room so things get a little bit more functional. So like you said, like taking that inventory of your immediate environment and then the larger environment. And I think they go with the flow or two. Um, so maybe they know they have to study that day, you know, waking up and like, okay, what environment would support this? Yeah. Like, I want to study at my house. Do I maybe want to go to a park and study? Sure. You know, thinking about like what would support me or what feels good in this moment. It sounds like a lot of what we're doing is just kind of identifying these areas of wellness and then just questioning. Yeah. Question what's working best in each area. Right. And what's working best for what works for me. Correct. There's no one formula that works for everybody. So it's really kind of that exploration. Yeah. Of those questions, trying different things to figure out what works for you and then doing those things. financial wellness. So let's do that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this we hear all the time is one of the biggest sources of stress for people. And so if we're stressed about something, obviously that's impacting our wellness. So finances, we feel like it fits within wellness because of that. Um, so it's really, um, do you feel on top of your finances? Do you feel in control of your finances? Um, do you have sort of short and long-term strategies to manage your finances? Mm -hmm. um, I think that's really important for students as you start moving into a world where you are the sole manager of your own finances, um, starting to adopt some of those, you know, budgeting principles and, and knowing where your finances are is going to be super important. Finances is a huge pain point for vet students and a lot of professional students because of the debt they accrue from going to school. Mm -hmm. And this is going to come up in y'all's interview is like how, you know, what's one of the biggest factors affecting vet students and it's the debt load. And how do you plan to handle your debt? They're going to ask you those questions. So like Morgan said, having a handle on it, understanding it, making choices to help benefit you in the future is huge. So what can a to-do lister do to help their financial wellness? I think a to-do lister maybe would enjoy tracking, right? I think either either personality uh, starts at, like many of the others, sort of taking an inventory. Where am I at today? And I know it can be terrifying to explore how much debt do I have, you know, or like, what are my car payments? Are like really tracking your expenses. Unfortunately, most of banks now will provide that for you, right? So right. you're spending X amount on groceries, X amount eating out. Um, so I think kind of going into that uncomfortable place and exploring that. So for the financial um, piece for our to-do listers, they may want to set really specific parameters around that, right? So maybe yeah. it's this week I am tracking and figuring out where my expenses are. Next week I'm trying this strategy. Yeah. Um, What's the go with the flower doing for financial wellness? That's a great question. What is the go with the flower doing? My thought is I feel like the go with the flower really benefits from having a support person. So maybe the go with the flower makes an appointment with a professional. Mm -hmm. So maybe mm -hmm. at we have a financial aid counselor. So maybe they make sure that every quarter or every semester 
they meet with that person. Whereas the to-do lister maybe is a little bit more, like you said, like tracking, managing, setting goals, you know, they've kind of got all of this stuff set out. Whereas the go with the flower would maybe really benefit from having more one-on-one -on -one time mm -hmm. with the financial aid person to get them to feel comfortable in their particular situation. Yeah. And maybe too, with the go with the flower, it's not, I don't, I think this personality type sort of shies away from like specific rules or parameters. Yes. So maybe right. it's not saying this is how much I'm going to spend on groceries. This is how much I can spend eating out. Maybe it's, this is my chunk of cash for the next two weeks. Like, yeah. this is all I'm going to spend for the next two weeks. Right. Just and then spend on whatever you want, but that's what you got. Yeah. So there's some flexibility in there, but ultimately you're giving yourself that kind of bigger structure or parameter that this is all you have. Yeah. Okay, what's our next area? So let's hit occupational next. Oh, okay. So I'm thinking so, that means jobs. It means jobs. And I think for students, that means their schoolwork. Right. Um, so when we're thinking about employees, occupational wellness would be um, having a job that leaves you fulfilled where you feel like your values align, that you get to work on your purpose or connect mm -hmm. with your purpose through your work. Um, likely that you have some sort of autonomy or um, independence in the decisions that matter for you, um, that you feel supported at work. What are some tips for folks to feel that occupational wellness? So I think when we're talking about occupational wellness, you know, we are, at work or at school or working on school for the majority of our hours each week, right? right. Um, so I think, you know, it's important for us to take ownership of that and say, you know, how can I make this the best? How can I take care of myself during this time? Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, while school or work may be your priority and those 40 hours or whatever it may be, um, you still have to find a way to enjoy it and to bring fun and your own personality and take care of yourself while doing all of that. So that could mean, you know, building in intentional study breaks. It could be being smart about scheduling your day so you're not stuck pulling an all-nighter. Right. Um, scheduling your week, you know. Yeah. Um, it could be building in time throughout your day to connect with people via Zoom or after a class, stay a little bit later and chat with your professor or, um, you know, a couple students, try and get to know people. So I think the occupational wellness sort of, um, a lot of those other wellness pieces fall into this. It's sort of like how can I focus on my wellness while I'm at work. But I think part of it too is just taking ownership of it and taking responsibility, which the go with the flowers may not um, be so inclined to do, right? They're sort of um, in classes, maybe enjoying it, but how can you make the most of that, right? right. How can you make the most connections or learn as much or get the most hands-on experience? Um, and I think part of that is just, or a huge core component is ownership. Okay, so everybody take quick inventory. What do you love about your work situation? What can you change? If there are some things that you can change, can you add in more time for your, your wellness? Can you make some adjustments? Can you work with whoever your leadership is to, to do a little bit 
you know, maybe change your, your hours. You probably can if you're in vet school, like those things are set in stone. So what can you control? That's a great part is always asking, what can I control in this moment? Are we on our last area of wellness? I think we are. And what is it? So this one you and I both love is, is intellectual wellness. Tell me about it. So this is really being that lifetime learner. Mm-hmm. It is being open to new ideas, to new ways of seeing things or doing things, to be curious, to question, um, to seek new skills and new learning opportunities. We, so, cool. at the vet school, we do the strengths quest and mm-hmm. it comes up with your top five strengths. I will tell you the majority of the vet students do get learner as one of their five strengths because they love to learn. You know, they want to, you guys want to go to school. You love science. You love medicine. You want to figure out what, what's going on with this animal, what's going on with this zoonotic disease. So I think intellectual is a great area of wellness that some of our students might lose while in vet school because their intellectual piece is what's given to them every day and they have less time to seek outside intellectual like continued education right so i think expanding what intellectual wellness is right it doesn't mean like we've got to read self-help books or watch the history channel all the time um intellectual could be you know when you meet someone new asking them questions to try and learn more about that person right could be like hmm, Gainesville is a new place to me. I want to explore this area or I want to learn about the history of this area or camping always sounded really cool. Like I want to do that. You know, intellectual wellness could just be trying new things. It doesn't have to be reading yet another book. Yeah. So finding out more, staying curious, staying fascinated is the to-do lister building in time for that versus the go with the flower who, when it comes to them, they're just in it in that moment and they accept what's going on. Do we, is that the difference, do we think, between these two? Um, I mean, I think building your time for that for the to-do lister, but I think keeping an open mind about what that looks like, right? So I think the to-do listers could potentially fall into the, like, oh, I'm gonna read this book. Like, I should yeah. read this book. Yeah. Versus kind of having the more wider perspective of like, I'm going to try this new hobby. Yeah. Or like pick up knitting or something, you know? Right. Um, so maybe for the to-do lister, it's really sort of exploring, okay, what things, starting with that inventory, what things am I interested in trying? Right. Right. And maybe kind of adapting more of the go with the flow personality on this one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Open to whatever. Yeah. Do something different. Yeah. And so the go with the flower are we saying what can help them increase that intellectual wellness? Because I think that the go with the flowers could be like, oh, okay, this is the information I got in class today. Like, yep. take it, I'll accept it, I'll process it. I know this information now. But maybe adapting more of like a, but why? Or like oh. a, how? Like, tell me more, sort of. Yes. You know, like, which kind of goes against their green because they sort of. They just. Adapt- information like it's time right. to get the next thing yeah maybe again coming back to that curiosity like trying to take it a step further okay so everyone take an inventory of your intellectual wellness what has made you feel stimulated in the past what people 
maybe enhance your intellectual wellness, spend more time with those folks. Morgan, you know, to sum up, I always ask the guests, what advice do they have for pre-vet students? So these are very, you know, high functioning, go-getter students who have a purpose, have a drive, want to become a veterinarian. What is your advice for them to stay well? The first is to sort of slow down and enjoy it and remember to take that step back every now and then. Um, you know, you guys have done incredible things to make it this far. Um, so, so take that in, you know, this experience only happens once. Um, you know, the, it, it's going to go by so fast. So building in time to really celebrate those successes and make memories. Um, school is obviously a huge component of this, but this is really the start of your career. And a career isn't just about the knowledge you have, but the people you know and the experiences you've had. So try and make the most of that time, even though this is a weird time to do it. Um, right. You know, try and make the most of that. And, and my second suggestion, um, building new habits, you know, can be difficult, um, but it, it's sort of easier to do when we have these big life transitions. So this is a really good opportunity to start building new habits. So, you know, you guys are the architects of your future. What do you want your future to look like and how do you get there? Um, you know, do you want to be the frazzled, you know, working until the hours of the night, um, not having the social interactions that you crave, or do you want that balance? Um, how can you start creating those habits now that will see you into the future. So use this as an opportunity to start getting curious and exploring those different ways to manage stress or to connect with your social support system. Great advice yeah. for everyone, not just previous students, but yeah. everybody. I agree, slowing down, enjoying these moments, celebrating the moment. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you really do get a clean slate, guys. Like anytime you start, something new so technically a sunday could be a clean slate mm -hmm. you could start that new week but going to vet school is a huge opportunity to start fresh develop new habits kind of like rebrand yourself if that's what you want to do or keep doing what works for you making sure you find time to keep those things in place with the new crazy schedule of vet school I want to thank Morgan for being on our podcast today. Morgan, it's always a pleasure when we chat, especially about things like wellness and what we enjoy. So thanks for taking the time to help our future veterinarians today. Yeah, of course. Happy to do it. Thanks for having me, Alex. I'm Alex Avellino, and we'll talk to you soon.